If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Jules. Hello, I'm Sarah. And welcome to another lockdown episode of Jules and Sarah, the podcast live. Live! That's right, it's another lockdown live. And of course, today is Friday. Um, if you are in the uh, UK, I believe it is the whole of the UK, but I get very confused about bank holidays. So if it is bank holiday where you are, happy bank holiday Friday and also happy VE day as yes. well, of course, which is today. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I actually, so I caught up with my nan, um, not uh, microwaved pension nan, the other nan. The of nan course. who had the, the mouse that folded up the sellotape. You remember with a bit of chocolate and all that. Has there been any developments? I don't. Th- I don't think there have. I think there's been no further sightings. I literally keep thinking about these mice every time I hear a rustle. I'm like, it's just Dutch in the kitchen, but I'm like, oh my god, it's mice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's just Dutch getting a Gary Baldy. We've got mice. <laughs> she remembers from V from when the war ended, so 75 years ago and she was 11 right so she was 11 when it ended she said they had the party to end all parties she said there was a bonfire every night singing dancing she said there was a lady called Bella who went round smacking a bin lid she said it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic they had a great time but I was like oh no you know then we got talking about the war and what it was like and everything and she was saying that one of the things she remembers is that you could buy shares in a pig, right? There was a bloke down the road who was a pig farmer. And so you could put your money in. So then when the time came, you know, that the pig would pop its clogs, you could get a bit of pig, right? But obviously there was no freezer, there was no fridge. So it was all like salted, you know, cured and that. 
And she said, she said, oh yes. And we used to have a lovely big piece of gammon that would hang in the living room. So <laughs> <laughs> she said, we'd have a piece of bacon and a piece of gammon, it would hang in the living room. And I just had this image of them. I mean, obviously I don't know how much telly they watched back then, but just this image of this hanging meat in the background and then when they wanted a bit they'd take it down they'd cut a bit off and then pop it on sort of like um you know how you see like a big uh, like a plastic jambon in a spanish restaurant I'm yes imagining, it could almost be a feature you know of the room oh you could i guess you could really name it talk to it mm. yes gammon Gabby. and me my life yeah, <laughs> yeah gammon and me <laughs> that's it uh, that's, I, you know i think VE Day is one of those things that really it sparks so many memories. And I think at the moment, there's lots yeah. of, I definitely am reflecting to like all the hard work that um, our grandparents did. Like yeah. my grandparents, my mum's mum was a farmer. So they didn't, they, she had to stay and like be on the farm. And that was the same with her dad. But then my grandma and granddad um, met in Wakefield. And I, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's so oh, it's nice. it's a great story. And they met in Wakefield because my grandma used to make bombs in the factory. And my granddad yes. was in, my granddad was, he used to sit at the back of the RAF planes and he was in charge of the guns because he was so, he was little. My granddad was little. Yeah. And my granddad so she, was, she was she was making them. He was up there firing them and dropping them. Yeah. yeah. So um, they what met a team. in the factory. What a <laughs> they met literally in a bomb factory because she kept walking past at the same time, and so they started chatting. And anyway, they they were courting and they started like you know a little relationship, and then off he went, and they wrote to each other and wrote to each other, and. Um, it was like four years or three years, I think it was. And he'd said, you know, I'm coming back. I'm coming back at 12 on Monday. And so grandma like- and they hadn't went, seen each other. They, they hadn't, hadn't seen each other, each other they? at They were just all. writing like all those love letters back and yeah. forth. Yeah. So he so, says, I'm coming back. Yeah. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And in any way, in the middle of the night, <laughs> the doorbell rings and all the lights in my grandma's house go on. And her sister answers the door and then yells at me and goes, Alice, it's Ken. <laughs> and anyway, Grandma Alice was like, oh my God, had all the rollers in her hair, everything. Was like pulling all the rollers out. <laughs> like ran downstairs in a dressing gown and ran literally down the stairs to greet him. And she said he came up to here. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. And she totally created in her head that he was six five. My granddad yeah. was easily like, Five ten max. <laughs> <laughs> she remembered him as dashing and like this enormous, broad, tall, dark, and handsome, like coming to scoop her up. <laughs> so, it She's... must have happened. It must have happened to loads of people that they were sort of writing these letters, these long, long letters to somebody they hadn't seen for two years, and then when they met up, they were like, "Oh." Oh, I don't know. I don't she... know see you at all. she said she kept looking at him for the next day, being like. Oh, you're short. <laughs> but then my dad's 6'3", so something from somewhere went all right. Do you know right. what I mean? Something, something. <laughs> oh, it's so lovely, isn't it? And I love that she thought he was coming back at midday and he was actually coming at midnight. They must have been scared to death. They was locking the door at midnight. She said she was pinching her cheeks in the bedroom like, oh my God, come oh, on. Pulling a stocking on. <laughs> Because there wasn't much leisure wear, of course, back then. There wasn't much. No, there was no. 
There was no sports sheet. There was no, none of that. Just, yeah, roll out of bed, throw on your yoga pants. It wasn't like that then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no. She'd have been lucky to get away with a, land, a pair of land... A pair of land girls dungarees. <laughs> their wedding was super cute, though. I remember, I remember them telling me about their wedding story and how they had to, all their friends on the streets saved up all the rations. And they all saved up rations so that they could buy beer. And Grandma Alice and Granddad Ken went in to get married and they left all their beer in the hedge outside the church and then came out and got the beer out and then went and sat on a bench, Grandma in a wedding dress, and drank beer. Oh. <laughs> I mean, now, of course, you'd be frowned upon as being some sort of drunkard for drinking on a park bench in a wedding dress. Back then, though, it's all very, it's I, all very romantic, isn't it? I oh, know. how gorgeous. If anyone thinks I'm sitting on any sort of bench on my wedding day, you've got another thing coming. Got it. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going gonna, gonna to put that in the notes. No, no benches. benches. <laughs> it's thrones or standing. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Thrones or you'll stand. You'll stand for the whole day. Don't look at me. Look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, I so I, <laughs> I've had a thing. <laughs> I've had a thing to tell you about, right? That I think you're going to really. It's appreciate. a safe space. It's a safe space. Good. So right. I had my wardrobe clear out, right? I had my wardrobe clear out, you know, a couple of weeks ago where I got it all out. I've yes. got to go. It the suitcase fit. under the bed. That's it, the suitcase under the bed, exactly. Which is light as a souffle now, that suitcase. Honestly, it was like a trunk before <laughs> rammed in all these clothes. Anyway, there was this one dress that I was like, I love this dress, but it just doesn't fit me anymore. It's just too small, so I've got to get rid of it. And this girl, right, this girl wrote to me on Instagram and she said, I've got exactly the same dress and the opposite problem. She said, I've got the same dress, but I've lost weight. So now this one is too big for me. And she said, do you want to swap? Right? So I was like, this is fantastic, right? She's got the bigger one. I've got the smaller one. We'll do a swap. Fantastic, fantastic. This is great. I know. Do you know what? It was amazing. The extra twist, which I thought you and you would appreciate, is she's in the Netherlands. She's in the Netherlands. I know. Look, just it gives and it gives this story. So who knew? Who knew New Look was in the, ne in the Netherlands? <laughs> How dare you? This is a very exclusive kitchery dress. I'll have you know. <laughs> but how amazing. The exact same dress in two different sizes. So I was like, okay, great. She's like, I'm going to put it in the post to you. So she put it in the post, right? Now, the first thing I want to say is that as well as sending the dress, she also sent this. Oh. Right? I've had it. And I'm enjoying that it's wit chocolate, right? So that was a real, a real bonus. Although it would be actually. pronounced vit. Oh, is it? The I vit. believe. Mm, well, I'd be very interested. Very interested in the vit I am. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry, there was a rude boy driving racing going past there and I was like, oh! Oh, how unnecessary, how unnerving for you! <laughs> I know, not in my part. I know, I was going to say that's a very exclusive neighbourhood. <laughs> I mean, round here, sure, they're at it all the time, but not with you. <laughs> Hence my disturbed face then, Sorry. <laughs> anyway, the best thing, I can't find the box, I don't know where I've put it. 
but the best thing is where it they'd obviously like it had had to go through whatever it's gone through in customs or whatever to get there and they'd reprinted <laughs> the address and the best thing was it, it, it was addressed to sarah towel <laughs> <laughs> Very on brand, actually. It is, and I'm actually thinking that it might be my linen and bedwear um, products. I might call them Sarah Towel. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> good! It's so it's, good. I can't believe I've never thought of it before. Um, oh, well, gosh. I've just got to tell you one thing quickly while you've got that um, Dutch chocolate there. So yeah. I, as a day-to-day -day routine, after lunch, I like a little bit of something sweet. Oh, yeah. And it's just like a closer for me. Dutch wouldn't normally do that and has now got into the habit with me of like yep. a little chaser halfway through the afternoon. Something to you know, pep you up a bit, you know. Sure. A little something, something. We anyway. Have a, we'll have a breakfast pudding as well, which I enjoy. That you have your breakfast, you have your savoury, and then a little, a little, a little something sweet. Just a little it's something to put the kick way. in your step. That's it. Yeah, just something to send you on your way. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this week, this isn't even what I was going to tell, but it is funny. Uh, this week, I had bought penguins and Dutch. Interesting choice. Have oh they still God. got the jokes on? Yeah. So oh. Dutch was like, what the hell is this? A penguin? And I was like, don't you knock it, darling. You need to try this. And he was like, what is this bird on the front of it? What does it all mean? He'd never had a penguin before. Pick up ever. a penguin, Dutch. He literally bit in and he was like, this is incredible. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, it's completely incredible. <laughs> Wait till he finds out about the joke. Oh, no, it was made up. It was made up reading them, constantly rehearsing them. Like, it was like having a toddler. I was like, this is absolutely amazing. <laughs> They're so good. I mean, surely they are a distant relative of the Tim Tam. Surely. Oh, I think there's been some sort of feud. Right. During yes. the times when the boats, when pom boats were offered taking, you know, English people to Australia, I think somebody stole the penguin recipe and recreated it as their own. That's it. Somebody flounced off to Australia and said, I'm taking this with me. You'll never see me again. <laughs> Clutching this old bit of recipe. Yeah. They actually wanted to call it the ostrich, but they thought, no, they'll be on to me. <laughs> Printing rights, it wouldn't fit. That's it. <laughs> not with, not with a bird with that neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, will we do a bit of correspondence? Because yeah. we've had, we've had letters. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've had letters for correspondents, if you can bear it. So we're going to start off. Which would you like? Do you want brown or white? Oh, brown, please. Brown. That's sugar. So this has come from um, MA in the USA. Um, absolutely charming stamps there. Look at him. He's oh, nice. Oh, he is Isn't fun. He? Well, who's the Very middle? Nice. Let me see the middle. This is so nice doing uh, correspondence live. There. Oh, how intricate. That could, that could be an orchid, you know. That could, that could be an orchid. If, if the person's picked an orchid stamp on purpose for a throwback reference, I'm very much appreciating well, it. That, it's that level of detail that I would expect, actually, from the Port Salou crew. Mm. Oh, my gosh, you're going to love it. It's a postcard <gasps> of your spirit animal. Oh, cops. my God, that is exemplary. That's gorgeous. Do you know what? I'm actually going to forward this to you. I'm actually yes, going you to... Must, you, you, must save it. you must save it in the pile of things for jewels. Yes, I will. I'll put it, I'll put it on that... <laughs> aching pile over there. <laughs> Put it in my drawer. <laughs> Dear Jules and Sarah, hello from Boston, Massachusetts, in the United States. <laughs> I love that she's really, really been clear Just to exactly the where this is from. I needed that. I've had this idea to write for ages and I'm finally doing it. Doing it, babes. This is just to say you both, you both are fabulous. You make me smile and for that I am grateful. Jules, your dancing gives me life. Sarah, your candidness about anxiety and joyous about the little things is so inspiring. Much love, Sarah. Oh my God, Sarah. A little postcard there from gorgeous Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. lovely. And then this, oh, oh this now this bit is bit of hair, sweet. God, sorry. Well, what was that? This bit of hair, my life is bits of hair. Do you know what? Nobody, don't worry, darling, don't worry. So this is first class. God class. And then look, they've actually thanked, thank you, Royal Mail. Oh, there, that's very bottom. generous and kind. Very, very sweet. I hope they very saw sweet. that. So this is, oh my gosh, babe. Congratulations! So, if you're listening on the podcast, this is a mint green card. With I think this is this is definitely homemade. Oh, She's it looks gorgeous! Congratulations, babe! Look at the handwriting! Look at that! And of course, it's when you're doing a podcast live, it is mirrored. So, I'm looking forward to you reading sure. it. <laughs> Dear Jules, that has almost been done in calligraphy. May I just say, dear Jules and Dutch. Many, many congratulations on your engagement, my darlings. This must be the best news I've seen in weeks. 
and I legit screamed when I saw on Instagram. Many did. I wish you both immense happiness, the immense happiness you deserve, and can't wait to hear all about the planning. All the love, Cat from London. Boring accent, sorry. P.S. I hope the card is sufficiently chic. I've learnt calligraphy under lockdown. Oh my god! In her lockdown calligraphy. That's divine. So that's a little congratulations card for you, darling. So I'll put that on the pile. Yes, I'll do, pile do. I will be. I will be looking for a calligrapher at some stage. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um, darling, thank you so much. You can write us. God, we love it. Getting post in lockdown. I mean, getting post from the Portslough crew is always phenomenal. Getting it in lockdown for some reason is just even better. And look, I'm actually just going to hold this up. This is the address. We will give it out at the end of the podcast. Or slide into the DMs. Yes, do. Slide into the DMs there. We'd love to have you at Jules and Sarah podcast. Now, you said you had a phenomenal story about Sheila. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I caught up with Sheila this morning. And um, now Sheila, <laughs> Sheila was like, well, today started bad. I was like, oh, no, mum, what's happened? She was like, well... I woke up and I've slept funny. I was like, oh, mum, what's happened? She was like, oh, I've cricked my neck. So we went out to go and get deep heat from the pharmacy. That's shut. And then on the way back, I slipped on the drive and fell over. I was like, oh, mum, the irony that you slipped on the way God back. Kind of... Anyway, this isn't the story, but she's having a day. <laughs> she's having an absolute day of it. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I said, oh, how's dad? And I said, well, the they've been sending through videos of pheasants in the garden. Now, Ken has noticed that there's been a male pheasant prancing around the garden and he's been at the window frame, like, watching. And he, he said to me the day, well, was like, it's actually, that male pheasant, actually on Ken's turf, prancing <laughs> around. There's only one pheasant that prances in that garden. Well, he said, he said, I know that they're nesting because when pheasants nest, the female pheasant will go away and she sits on her eggs for 12 days Good and heavens. then so the male keeps circulating the garden anyway <laughs> mum said mum said it's got a little bit out of control now she said your dad she said your dad has set up a bird hide in the garden room he's dragged a chair to the window and he's yeah. literally looking out of the window with his binoculars and she was like Oh, for God's sake. And slowly but surely, all his bird books are coming into the garden room. Everything starts piling up. And she's like, this is the beginning of something. Anyway, I've been chatting to Sheila. And Sheila has made it perfectly clear that one person she's really looking forward to seeing is her hairdresser. Not me or my brother. Like, number one is hairdresser. I think June's probably the same. Yes, sure, she wants to see her nephew that she's not seen for two months, but not before, not before that hair is sorted out. Hairdressers up and down the country are going to be rushed They're on like their this. feet. They're just going to have all of the, yeah, all of the, <laughs> they're all going to have their wrists in ice after the first two days. Um, did I tell you last week about Ken doing Sheila's roots? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Did this Actually happened. Yeah, Sheila said, your dad had to do the back. She said, I could do all around here. She said, I couldn't do the back. So she said, you'd sit in. And she said, <laughs> she said, he's got a very gentle touch with the root brush. <laughs> <laughs> she said, he's surprisingly really good. I said, well, dad grew up in a house of women. So he will have just been used to doing roots. And he's, yeah. he's very, he's quite oh. gentle, Ken. 
He's done the lot. He can do the waxing. He can do nails, <laughs> hair. Honestly, he can turn his hand to anything. But basically, Nick had he does a lovely back comb. Actually. <laughs> oh, he can do a beehive like no oh. tomorrow. <laughs> He can do it with his eyes closed. Bridal ringlets, no problem. <laughs> so then uh, what Ken can't do with a curling wand is just beyond, not worth mentioning. <laughs> so near Ken and Sheila, there is an agricultural college. Now, usually when you go up to the college and it's somewhere that Dad and I have run before and it's on all of our walks, you go through the college and it, it's usually brimming with students learning about agriculture and about farming and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Anyway, Sheila said, uh, just as I was watching these female cows in the um, in the field, she said, that's what I'm going to be like when I get out of lockdown. I'm going to be like a Frisian heifer when it, when it comes out. So obviously mum got brought up on a farm. I was like, yeah. mum, why are you referencing leaping cows to you right now? She was, like, <laughs> she was reeling off all these farming facts. I was like, oh my God, mum. Then she said, well, obviously the college is dead at the moment. Nobody's learning anything. So on our walks, we're going around the college and looking at everything. She said, we've noticed that the college has had a vast amount of new halls being built. So they've done this research and they've realised that the college is massively expanding. It's one of like the top agricultural colleges. Yeah. And now mum said, we've all, all of a sudden got very nervous for Freshers Week. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my God. She says she... She's envisioned herself getting locked up in some sort of freshers' fair <laughs> and being out in our local town on freshers' week. Do you know, though, you know who'll be all over that? Ken. Ken. Oh, I Ken's going to love Ken, it. Do you know, Ken, Ken would be a very welcome addition to any freshers' week, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Ken and, a, and probably a kazoo and maybe a little bird pipe. That's <laughs> it. It's like it's like uh, when he got caught up in gay pride, of course, in Hull. It's that all over again. <laughs> He's not been the same since that gay pride. <laughs> oh my gosh, brilliant! How's June? Gorgeous. June. So June. June's well. I spoke to her this morning. Uh, June has actually. I mean, in the same way that um, that Sheila's had a very, very small injury, June burnt her thumb getting blackberries oh. out of the microwave that she'd frozen. Yeah, she's just, it's, you know, it, it's happened. Um, she had an incident. <laughs> Where June lives is right by, um, a, it's sort of like, it's in between a lot of fields, right? So it's in between where there's a lot of fields and things like that. And, um, and there's a lot of paths and it's a lot of sort of public, you know, for people, walkers, walkers, dogs, that sort of thing. Anyway, she said, it's not so much the regulars because obviously a lot of people are exploring new walks because they're in lockdown and things like that. So she came out, she said she didn't know what was going on, right? She thought there was, a, she said there was about five people and she said they were all on the floor, right? She thought somebody had fainted. She thought there'd been a horrible accident. She realised it was a personal trainer yelling at them and right just, just outside of the driveway, they were all doing push-ups like this <laughs> on the floor. June said, I didn't know what was going on. This man was yelling. They were all on the floor. She said she thought it was terrible. And then she went, and she said they all then jumped up and trotted off. And it was a PT doing his rounds. I said, this doesn't sound like, um, this doesn't sound like it was social distancing. She said, was it heck? She's no. two meters apart to be doing those push-ups. But yeah, she says it's not so much, it's not the regulars. 
really that always go past that know what's what. It's the newbies. It's the newbies who would normally be at work venturing out. You know, they had a picnic. They had to move a picnic on. A whole family were having a picnic just at the end of the drive. Did June have to get a rifle out again? June, yeah. <laughs> That's it. But also, she said, you know how you, know how you said um, that uh, people were going to get injured uh, from doing the NHS clap? Like, what an irony that would be. June's heard reports. Apparently, there have been reports of people getting injured, you know, a man banging <laughs> A man banging a, banging a saucepan too hard, <laughs> falling down some steps. People have had to go to A&E because they've been injured from the, the NHS uh, clap. But after they clapped, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this. After we did the clap last night, John and I just went for it. We hadn't been out all day, so we were like, we'll go for a quick walk. And there's obviously, there's a lot of people who come out for the clap and then they see the neighbours over the way and they stop and have a chat. And, but it's a real thing. So we were walking around and there was all these people and it was like, it was, we were calling it the post clap chat, the PCC. Like, you want to be careful when you say that. If you go for a little walk. Don't say go, that near a clinic, God. If you go for a little walk after you'll see it, the post that somebody will be on one, like the top of the steps, somebody's at the bottom, somebody leaning over a hedge, and they'll be having the catch-up chat. They've come out to clap, and they've stayed for the chat. It's the post-clap chat. Yeah, the PCC. Oh, my gosh. Look, will we do a bit of news so from funny. the north? Well, well, the NHS clapping, I'm just getting my news from the north. The NHS clapping um, is when usually Dutch will invite our neighbours. Like, we start, really start chatting. Luckily, they weren't there last night. I was like, yes! <laughs> there's been no chatting whatsoever and uh, now the post clap chat it's hard to get away do you want to oh i've got two very good newses one's very very boring and the other one could be fun i'll yes, go with the could fun be one fun. we need a bit of fun this one comes from the newark advertiser traders can return to bingham's general market with new social distancing measures following the closure due to covid19 well, this is great news. Great news for everyone involved. Traders can return to general market with a new social distancing measures following its closure. The town's tradition market will reopen with a limited number of traders offering food and essential goods only. Supported by the market's manager, uh, who will oversee the maintenance of social distancing in line with the government guidance. Get back from the Bakewell, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie, you are too close to that coffee and walnut whip. <laughs> Anyway, the weekly feature on the Buttercross will include a new layout that enables both customers and traders to safely remain two metres apart as fresh local food and essentials are sold. Customers visiting the market will find a range of fresh meat and vegetables, baked goods and healthy essentials mm. from, the, from five of the market's regular traders. The traders' names are Farm to Fork Butchers, Lovely. Beaver Bakery, Smith's Veg, Nutty Whole Foods, and this is a very firm favourite, Tony the Eggman. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, as I read about Tony the Eggman, I was like, I need to know more. So I popped Tony the Eggman into Google, and I came upon his Facebook page. Now, Tony's description... Tony has done markets, all his work in life, but unfortunately the big chains have taken over, so I've told him to try Facebook. His eggs come twice a week from the farm. He has 20 jumbos on a tray for £3.70. 
bow emoji, duck eggs, egg emoji, two pound for half a dozen, and free range large, one pound for half a dozen. Another bow emoji. Please support Tony the Eggman. Peace emoji. Um, the piece continues. Further traders are expected to return to the market in line with the councils and their own safety protocols. Rushcliffe's Borough Council Executive Manager for Transformation, Leanne Ashmore, said, We are absolutely delighted that this much-loved local food market can return to safety, can return safely with these changes to protect both our traders and their valued customers. We are pleased that the local residents can continue to support local businesses and shop for essential in the open air in the coming weeks. We remain committed to adapting services where possible whilst prioritizing keeping people safe in these unprecedented times. The authority reminds all residents to observe government advice when leaving their homes and remain at least two meters apart from anyone not on their household. Um, Oh, it's also suggested that I may also like Newark crews attend Clay Lane vehicle fire at midnight. Uh, footballer <laughs> runs half a marathon a day through May for NHS and 13 new coronavirus cases in the county today. One of those I'd pick. What a mix. <laughs> what a mixed bag that is to be recommended just off the back of Tony the Eggman. I know. Good heavens. <laughs> That's news from the <laughs> north. A whirlwind of information. <laughs> you can have it all. <laughs> So this is a news from around about a news from further afield. Oh, right? sure. So this has come from the Irish Post, okay? This has come from the Irish Post, but I believe it's about a woman who's in Vancouver. So just a real news from around. Let me just buckle around. in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the headline is... Is that good? No. The headline is... Woman discovers bar of soap she's been washing her hands with for days is a block of cheese. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've got a lot there of questions. Picture, which I'll show you in a minute. A woman in the US has become the, the laughing stock of the internet, how unfair. After revealing she has spent the past few days mistakenly washing her hands with a block of cheese <laughs> rather than a bar of soap. Miley she's one of us. <laughs> she's totally one of us. Miley from Vancouver, Washington, thought she was doing her bit to stop the spread of coronavirus by thoroughly washing her hands with a bar <laughs> of soap. <laughs> Unfortunately, she instead succeeded in spreading some rather mature-looking cheddar on her hands over the course of several days. Sharing her sorry tale, Miley explained how the cheese ended up mistaken for a bit of soap after it was left out of the fridge following a drunken late-night snack. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> Waking the next morning, she assumed that the lump was the, rem the remnants of a bar of soap. She was also keen to stress that she does actually keep a bar of yellow unscented soap nearby for, use, <laughs> for such use with the two evidently getting mixed up. Just realised my soap wasn't working because it's literally a, bro a block of cheese, she wrote. I use liquid soap for dishes. Bar soap like this is gentler on my hands after I do chores, if that makes any sense. It was a couple of days of, why isn't this foaming? <laughs> I'd come to realise it was a dried out square of Tillamook sharp cheddar cheese. I suspect I left it out when I was intoxicated 
and just forgot. People were quick to comment on the major hand-washing mishap with the most obvious question, one asked, but that must mean, have we been eating mac and soap the entire week? <laughs> A second echoed those concerns. Does that mean you put the soap in the fridge? Whilst a third said, to be fair, it does look like a block of soap. And there, there's the picture. Uh, that's can, very much cheese. Do you know what? But imagine that you've got a piece of yellow soap. Do you know, it is cheese. It She's is built cheese. a rod for her own back there, hasn't she? <laughs> there's so much. There's but so you can much. see it like this. Something wrong with this cheese, Barbara. That's but because you're it's your soap. Hands in it, though. It wouldn't feel nice. It'd feel horrible. It'd leave all like oh, seven God, days. She did that. Seven days. It's hilarious. Oh my God. Jules, do you want to play? Would you rather? Yes. And it is, and it will continue to be for as long as we're in lockdown. It's a who would you rather self-isolate with? You've got to isolate with one of these people. Who will it be? Brian May, the guitarist from Queen, Brian Friedman, the X Factor choreographer, or Richard O'Brien, former presenter of The Crystal Maze. The choreographer, yep. I'm gonna go, this is one that's gonna be ruled out quite quickly. Sure, um, he is a pain. Well, and also, I don't need anybody telling me what I'm doing wrong when I'm dancing. I don't need any of that. And he'll be permanently shuffle step stepping. You know oh, how I feel. To... You know how I feel about inconsistent noise that's made randomly. Dutch yeah. and I have had all kinds of arguments about his typing. So that's absolutely it. no chance. Um, and the then... leg kicking, the flicking around, the pirouetting. The constant and scene. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, then um, the crystal the maze. Join in dance sessions. The crystal maze could actually be quite fun because you could yeah. build, you could erect your own crystal maze using sure. some sort of fan, tin foil, and then maybe making an igloo from cling film and bamboo. Yeah, you know, you can really go to town. Rich O'Brien, I think, would have a lot of stories to tell. I mean, it's not just the Crystal Maze. No, of course. You know, he did the Rocky Horror Show. He's had, of course. He's had a whole wealth of experience. Also, he'd be very good with some um, outtakes from the Crystal Maze. You know, like, oh, there was a terrible time when Marjorie from 64 from Barnsley slipped on the way yes. in. <laughs> slipped in the Aztec zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There was a terrible moment. They got locked in. We couldn't get them out. <laughs> There was Richard from there was Richard from from Derby who had to cut his way out of the crystal maze yeah. using one of the tickets. There was the time Mary got horribly claustrophobic, <laughs> suddenly we had to call off the fans, get her out. That was the first time we did it where we used actual crystals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, there is Brian made. Now apparently, and I don't know how true this is, but somebody's just commented to say. Apparently, Brian May has been hospitalised with a buttocks injury from gardening. Now, I'm just, that's unconfirmed. I don't know if that's true. What the hell was he doing with those pagodas? Had to throw it in. Um, I'm tempted by Brian May because I think it would be endless entertainment. I can imagine Brian serenading me upon awakening. You know, yeah. just a little guitar riff, just like playing me as I open my eyes. 
stretching and then it's in the middle of the day really warming me up through my lunges etc etc the only thing with Brian May is he does take himself very seriously and also he would not stop talking about badgers you know he's a big big part of the uh the pro badger community well I grew up near badger sets I'm actually very interested in badgers myself you'll have a lot to talk about then honestly have you ever seen a badger set they're massive well, the badgers are huge, aren't they? The badgers are like a boulder. Very yeah. big indeed. Yeah, terrible. So I think I will. I think I am going to go with Brian May. Are you? Yeah, I think we. I think we. I think we'd actually get it on. I, not get it on. I think we'd get on. Steady <laughs> on. <laughs> no, I don't want to have sex with Brian oh, May. God. <laughs> it would be fun to brush, though, wouldn't it? Go on, yeah, Brian. Let me brave him. you. <laughs> And especially if it is true that he's, you know, if he's been hospitalised, he'll need some recovery. So you can just sit there grooming him. Grooming him and smothering him in yoghurt or something to soothe his skin. <laughs> so you're going for Brian May. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Oh my gosh, Portslough crew. We absolutely, we adore you. We adore you for being here. If you're here live, hi. If you're listening on the podcast, we love you so much. You can write to us if you want to. You can send us lovely things. Obviously, only if you're able and it's safe and all of those kinds of things. The address is... The Port Salute Crew HQ. PO Box 66747. London. NW5. 9GH. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Happy Bank Holiday. Have the most gorgeous weekend. Of course, we do always finish on Jules's word or affirmation of the week. What have you gone for? Now, do you remember at our last live in London when I did, when I read the lyrics from Savage Garden's affirmation? Yes, I do. Now, <laughs> what, um, what, <laughs> after I wore the wig. Um, yes. Now, actually, what someone's mum sent me this morning is really nice. And it's lyrics from the song We'll Meet Again by Vera oh, Lynn. That's so not, I thought. Yes. I thought for V-Day, it would be quite nice to read these lyrics because they are beautiful. And if you have a moment, please listen to the song today. We'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know when. But I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep smiling through, just like you always do. Till the blue skies drive, the dark clouds far away. So will you please say hello to the folks that I know? Tell them I won't be long they'll be happy to know that as you saw me go, I was singing this song. We'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Isn't it lovely? It's, oh my gosh, it's so perfect. That was lovely. Oh, that was really, really special. Thanks, darling. What a gorgeous thing. We'll meet again. We'll meet again. We will meet again. We absolutely will. We will, we will, we will. We love you, Portslough crew. Take care of yourselves. Take care. Have a gorgeous weekend. I love you, darling. Love the love. Love you lots. Bye. 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 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details